Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Subaru Only Podcast. It's a podcast where all we do is talk about your Subarus. It's all about owning your Subaru, maintaining your Subaru, upgrading your Subaru, and racing your Subarus. I'm your host, Luke, and I'm with my co-host, Jimmy. How's it going, guys? My name is Jimmy, also a Subaru guy, enthusiast, uh, expert in uh, forcibly disassembling motors um, via rod knock and other sorts of explosions. And uh, yeah, Subaru only podcast. This is uh, going to be a blast today, Luke. You know what? We got something exciting going on today. What do we got going on today, Jimmy? Who's on the list? We got. What do we have? What's going on? So last week we were saying that uh, this week we're going to talk about head gasket failures. We're going to maybe do that to next week. That we're pushing that back a week. This week we're talking to my buddy Joe over at McLeod Clutches. Nice. So we got our first interview person today. And it's, you have no idea how excited both of us are to tell you guys that. That awesome. somebody actually wants to talk to us about car stuff on this podcast. Kind of exciting. So the first podcast interview for the Subaru Only channel. I love it. Subaru Only show. Without further ado, I think he's calling in right now. All right. Let's, uh, let's bring him in. Hey, guys. What's going on? Joe. I made it. Super only podcast. How are you doing tonight? Doing good. Doing good. I'm glad that worked. Yeah. Thanks for uh, calling in and joining us. Yeah. Excellent. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. It's uh, my first podcast ever, so I'm really honored. Cool. Okay. So uh, tell us a little bit about yourself and how long you've been at McLeod. Right on. So my name is Joe, for everyone listening. I've uh, been in the automotive industry for almost 10 years now, and uh, McLeod is something that means a lot to me. I'm the import specialist at McLeod, so I started there in 2016 and um, been there since and my responsibility is the import line so kind of how I met Jimmy doing some rally cross and then uh, uh, we ended up talking Subarus and why I raced Prius and here I am. I just want to yeah I just hold on before we go any further I met Joe at a rally cross in Glen Helen and he, he came up to us and I think it was me and Ryan he said they watched one of the Rod Knock racing videos and yeah he, I was like oh man that's super cool no one had come up to us before and said that and I said, what did you bring out? And he said, a Prius. And I was like, oh, <laughs> oh man, okay. Well, I just want to let you know, I, if we make videos, as you, you saw, I might make fun of your Prius. And then Joe proceeded to beat five other people, so I couldn't do that. Right, exactly, exactly. When you, uh, it, it was cool, because that video was what prepared me for the day, actually, as funny as that sounds. That's good. That's how I, the only reason why we made them. Yeah. Yeah, killer job, killer job. So let me ask you a real quick question um, because our audience is some Subaru enthusiasts and I want to get into some of your racing and some of the other platforms you race in. But uh, just so that some of the Subaru enthusiasts out there can uh, look into McLeod and what kind of products they offer, can we dive into real quickly what you guys offer for the Subaru platform? Or just yeah, in general, definitely. My everybody knows what McLeod is. Sorry, Jimmy. I think what, what Jimmy was asking was, the uh getting to know who mcleod was is that right correct yeah okay yeah in all honesty that's that's kind of the struggle that we're in right now is if you talk if you want to talk v8 people know who we are but if you want to talk about like boxer motors and hondas and stuff like that no one really knows who mcleod is we don't really have the uh tenured history in this market as other clutch companies do whereas some of these clutch companies don't have that uh, tenure in the import, or I'm sorry, in the domestic industry. So McLeod, we've been around since 1971. 
and we're very much rooted in the V8 market. And within the last, uh, I would say about four years, we've delved into the import market, which is really exciting for us because, you know, it turns a new leaf. And uh, as far as Subaru goes, it's one of, we just uh, kind of signed a deal with one of the more known retailers online that does a lot of Subaru stuff. So it's really a cool thing to have them carry our product now. And so we do a lot of, I think our most popular product right now is our 04 and up STI clutch. So we do a lot of single disc clutches for the 04 and up STIs, bug eye WRXs, uh, the BRZ, and then our newest product, which I'm excited to release tomorrow, is our clutch for the 15 and up WRX. Ooh. Awesome. Really excited about that. Yeah, that's great. That's a, that's a product that's needed, been needed for a while. <laughs> yeah, that's what I've heard. That's what I've heard. And I wanted to make sure, I mean, we're obviously a little bit late to the party in itself, but we wanted to make sure that we do it right and, uh, you know, have that market buy. I mean, let's be honest. I don't think the Subaru drivetrain is the easiest thing to remove and do a clutch twice in, and no one wants to do that, right? So uh, we want to make sure that we provide you with a, or provide everyone with a product that goes in one time and stays in there for, for a while. Awesome. So tell me more about your, uh, the other kind of motorsports you guys are involved in. Are you guys involved in any drifting, any other, uh, any other kind of import scene at all? Yeah, definitely, definitely. Uh, drifting is kind of where we started uh, when we wanted to push the market. And we sponsor a uh, BRZ driver in Daijiro Yoshihara. So hopefully you guys know who he is. He's, uh, he won the 2011 title. And I know that seems like such a long time ago, but he's either podiumed or finished in the top five and uh, at least one event every year since. So he's definitely one of the more seasoned drivers out there. So we, we're proud to have our name on a veteran's car. Uh, so drifting is one thing that we like to uh, take part in. Time Attack is the other thing. I'm the driver of the McLeod Time Attack car, so it's kind of cool, and uh, which is a 95 Honda Civic. And then uh, NHRA drag racing is something that we have large roots in, and we're continuing on going for 2019 and beyond. Does McLeod supply just one crew for NHRA, or do they? Is it like a whole lot of guys? So for that, our, our the owner, Paul Lee, he actually, uh, I just want to get into this real quick. He actually had a Widowmaker heart attack in 2016, like right when we came back from the PRI show. And 2016 was the year he was coming back to NHRA top, uh, I'm sorry, top field uh, funny car drag racing. So as soon as he comes back, he had this massive heart attack, almost died, and then he was done. He had to retire. So wow. through whatever magic or whatever, he actually petitioned and got his license back after he recovered. And the NHRA said, hey, you got to take these, you know, we got to make sure you can get down the track safely. And he did. So 2019, we're actually coming back racing with Paulie and who's the owner of McLeod and uh, our own McLeod Nitro Funny Car. So really excited about that. And to answer that question, uh, we actually have two crews. So we field a top alcohol dragster car uh, piloted by our marketing girl. Her name is Krista Baldwin, awesome driver, long history in the sport. Um, so we have a crew for her, and then we have the crew for Paul's car. Man, that is exciting. I go to, I go to Pomona <laughs> all the time. I didn't see anybody with McLeod stuff, but 
Oh, I'm did looking you, did forward you go to this that. last year? Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah, we'll be out there this year. Uh, we'll have both cars uh, for the least the last round. I know for the Winter Nationals, we just had Chris's car out there. And then uh, for the Winter Nationals, I'm sorry, the, the last race of the season coming up, we will have uh, Paul and Krista representing. Super exciting. Also, quick note, <laughs> I just want to say that I it took me a long time to buy that drift car on Gran Turismo Sport. Just, it took a long time. <laughs> yeah, right, right. <laughs> uh, with all the <laughs> yeah it's really cool to see like that car in the game and he virtually kicked a mcleod clutch kind of cool so how about the uh the honda tell us a little bit more about the series you're running in there and about what the drivetrain's in that honda i know it's a subaru podcast but that's what you're involved in it's pretty thing for everybody <laughs> well, hold on hold on hold on let's do joe how did you get into racing how did i get into racing i think like every you know every car guy did we Started with a Hot Wheel or a Matchbox car, and then uh, that was like when I was two, three years old. I evolved into radio control cars, so I I raced radio control cars for a part of my life. I think from when I was nine years old till uh, maybe 27, 28 years old, worked in the radio control car industry, and then at some point I said, "Hey, you know, I'd like to graduate to the real thing." And so in 2007, with my first car, which is still currently my uh, my race car now I decided to sign up for the last ever NHRA sport compact race and not knowing what I was doing I didn't know how to stage a car I didn't know where to shift I didn't know anything I ended up making it to the finals in the basket class and won a hundred dollar check and I was hooked so from 2007 and on I've been trying to campaign my car in various different forms of racing and I think I found my home with time attack wow that's awesome <laughs> Yeah, pretty neat story, and I hope it, you know, I, I, that's why I encourage anybody and everybody to just get out there and drive whatever they have. Kind of was the point of driving that Prius at, at the Rallycross race. But, you know um, what's funny even about that Prius is people still come up and talk to me about that, like how there was a guy that came out with a Prius, and that's why they came out. Because they figured, well, I guess if a Prius came <laughs> out, anything could come out. Wow, that means a lot to me. Lot, <laughs> so you awesome. have actually, really cool. you've gotten a couple people to get really involved into racing. And you've gotten a couple people to buy cars to start racing. <laughs> that means a lot to me. That really does. That's, that's all I wanted to hear today. It really was. So, um, yeah, I guess to answer the question first in regards to the Honda, I mean, it's a really simple drivetrain. It's a V20 motor and a LS transmission. So, uh, again, with that car, it's just designed to show everybody, aside from the wrap, like, hey, come on out and have fun with whatever you have. So tell me, take me back. You kind of jumped right from the RC cars to uh, to the racing. Well, how did you make the leap from the RC car to the real car? Were you were you uh, a mechanic? Were you wrenching on your cars over the years with your RC cars? Yeah, exactly. So I think there's a lot of things that I learned from the aspect of when I was racing RC cars growing up. You put a car on alignment on an alignment deck, and you have to mess with camber, a caster, uh, toe in, toe out settings, and when it came down to like my college alignment class, when I was in, I took an automotive course in, in college or a lot, uh, automotive program, I'm sorry. And I realized, hey, like, well, there's, you know, there's a little bit of similarity here. I think I could make a living working on cars. But yeah, I, uh, I became a loop tech for Honda. And then I went to Beverly Hills Porsche and I was a tech there for a little bit and then transitioned into 
what I considered at that time my dream job in the radio control car industry. And then after that was over, I said, hey, we got We have one chance at making it in the uh, automotive aftermarket. And that's when McLeod came along. So how'd you hook up with McLeod? Um, honestly, I was sitting in the parking lot at lunch when I was doing a job that I didn't like. And I saw this sponsored ad for them needing an import specialist. And, you know, that, that's, my, that's what I know. So I figured, hey, why not? Let's, let's try this. So uh, I actually met the owner at a repair shop that I worked at. And so I figured I'd throw that in. And I've worked with Guy before when I, at, at the RC car company that I worked at before. So I was like, okay, we have a little bit of a connection here with Guy being a sponsored McLeod driver. He was formerly a, an HPI driver. And I, I know the owner from, you know, five minutes talking at a repair shop. Let's try it. And uh, luckily they all like me and uh, they gave me a job. Wow, awesome. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a crazy story, like how it all, it all worked out in just a short amount of time. But uh, really thankful for the opportunity. And now, you know, I get to do cool things like uh, I was on Wheeler Dealers and I get to talk to you guys on Super Only Podcast and I get to race a car. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's amazing. It's like a dream come true. So tell us more about the Time Attack series. So the Time Attack series, it's, a, it's with Extreme Speed events. So we, we run a lot of events parallel to Roadster Cook, where I've seen Jimmy a couple times last season. And uh, it's, a, it's a very grassroots style series. You, you show up with a car that is either in five different, will qualify for five different classes. And you just go out there and run the best time you can. And in these individual run groups that are designed by your skill level and from anywhere from beginner to advanced. And I started last season in beginner just because I didn't know any of the tracks and the season I moved up just one level, but uh, it's definitely a fun, I wish I started earlier, I guess. It's, it's a really fun experience and a really fun form of racing for sure. What are the general limitations for the beginner? The key is I assume it's like uh, broken into performance parts and like the cost of upgrading those parts for your car. Yeah, and the classes it, that they have structured are kind of by motor. So like anybody with a single cam qualifies for this class called N2, which is the cheapest class to get into. You can run a stock car and be somewhat competitive, you know, with just tires and a good set of coilovers or something like that. And then the class that I compete in is N1. So you kind of move up, you, you get bolt-ons, you get a twin cam motor now, you have um, a 200 treadwear tire, no aero or anything like that. And then from there you move on to a class that allows aero, uh, a more R compound tire and so on and so forth. So the steps actually go with your budget. And, and by the way, the series is called VTech Club. I didn't mention that earlier. VTech Club. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. How many uh, how many events do you think you'll make it to this year? I plan on a full season right now. Um, I believe there's uh, seven more events this year, and I've never been able to campaign a full season in racing. So this is this is definitely my goal this year. Awesome. What uh what what tracks do they go to? Uh, we just came from Chuckwalla. Next round will be Streets of Willow, Button Willow, Chuckwalla again. Um, I think just basically those four facilities are on the schedule and, um, yeah, definitely looking forward to all of them. It's, it's, you know, we're, we're blessed here in Southern California with amazing tracks and an amazing staff to, to make sure these tracks are safe and 
and really good fun competitors to, to race against. You know, it makes it so hard to leave this whole area. Like, yeah, absolutely. Luke, you're up in NorCal, right? Yeah, I am in the East Bay, Bay Area. Very cool. Very cool. You have a lot of tracks up there? We do. We have quite a few tracks up here. But I actually grew up in Southern California, and I lived over in Colorado and Denver, too. So at McLeod, do you guys have uh, a fairly large staff? And uh, is there a lot of other people involved in motorsports over there at the company? What's, uh, so one what's... of the cool things about McLeod is we're actually a relatively small company. I think we have less than 30 employees. Um, you know, there's maybe 10 of us in the office. We have accounting ladies. We have a receptionist. We have our HR slash office manager. Paul, the owner, is in the office all the time when he's not racing. Uh, then we have a sales team, which I'm included in. We have a marketing team. And then the rest of the individuals are the best on building clutches in the shop. So, um, yeah, we're a very small group actually. And when we have a family, or when we have like our Christmas or our holiday party, it's, it's like a family get together. You know, it's uh, we get time to like really get to know each other's families and stuff like that. So, um, I, I and I don't know if that's how it is with other clutch companies, but I'm really happy that that's how it is with us. Okay, so you so, say that there was there's a lot there's a good amount of quality control coming out, right? Since it's so small. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, absolutely. You actually have me on quality control as well. So any of the import clutches that come out of the building, I I I check myself. I get off out of my cubicle and I'll uh, inspect the shipment, make sure you know our pressure plates are on point, make sure the discs are nice and flat. Um, you know, and it's something on my end, you know, as as a former technician, it's something that you take pride in. Um, even if I'm not building the product, I'm still selling it. I'm still trying to get the word out by racing and by doing the social media stuff. And, you know, I want to make sure that whoever gets it in their hands is happy and, you know, doesn't have buyer's remorse or anything like that. Well, I've never been disappointed. And I've gone through three of them. <laughs> Jimmy's just hard on clutches. That's all, guys. I just, well, yeah, it's that and a lot of, <laughs> lot of uh, Mexico drag racing with a with a. Subaru. There we go. Yeah. Awesome. Speaking of, like, what's your what is your what is your highest horsepower rated clutch for a Subaru? Uh, for the Subaru, I believe it is our actual. Uh, other, aside from the BRZ twin disc that we have to offer, that's rated for a thousand horsepower. Um, which you might be asking, why do we have a thousand horsepower BRZ clutch? Well, uh, we we kind of thought that that's where the market would go. Is with you know these FA twenty motors, people would be throwing big boost at them. Uh, but the cool thing is, we can actually tool that clutch around. To work with the 15 and up WRXs. So uh, for our street series, our single disc clutches, we have a stage four six puck that is rated for 650 foot pounds of torque for the STI. Wow, so, awesome. Yeah, and that one moves like hot case. We're really, I, I put a lot of pride in that product and I think our, our engineering team and development team did a real good job with making sure we had the right springs in the disc and the right friction material and the right pressure plate and all that stuff so yeah so have you ever uh driven in a subaru or have you ever owned a subaru you know what that is still on my list actually i've my dream one of my dream cars is a 04 wagon and uh i feel like that is coming very soon but uh i've i've driven a subaru um i've never driven a subaru on the track i i, I wish to but uh, i know it'll happen one day and i, I have a lot of respect for those cars uh, you know, growing up in the 90s and in the 2000s, I think our dream car was either going to be an STI or WRX. And uh, yeah, and nothing's changed. I'm 30 years old. I, my dream car is still, like I said, that 04 WRX wagon. 
<laughs> uh, it's an awesome model. It's an awesome model. Um, and they're actually pretty reasonably priced right now. I think they're actually right at about the bottom of the market and uh, get them for pretty good prices out there. Five, six grand easy. Nice. Nice. Well, hopefully uh, coming up soon. I want yeah. to get rid of this Prius. It's a legendary Prius. We can't get rid of the Prius anymore. I guess you're right. It's got racing right. history now. Yeah, I mean, that's almost like, <laughs> that, yeah, that's it an does. actual race car now. Yeah, you're right, Jimmy. You're absolutely right. Absolutely right. <laughs> I just want to say, though, that, that clutch that he was talking about earlier, I have that in my, my uh, STI. And uh, that thing has never slipped once. Like, even when it was wearing out, it did not slip. And that's with all the Mexico drag races that Jimmy put it through. So that's kind of cool. So, yeah, real-world experience with the, uh, the most popular Subaru clutch that they got. Thing is, I cannot say. You know what's funny about that, too, is that you were saying earlier that not a lot of people know about McLeod. In, like, I preach McLeod all the time, and it's not even because, like, of any reason. But, I mean, like – it works and it's never slipped so whenever i talk to any of our like like luke or anybody within the community i always say like the people are like oh yeah i'll get go get a like, competition and I'm like, nah, you should give them a clap they're better yeah i don't know i don't know i've never had a competition clutch but i've never slipped with this mcleod clutch so that's proof enough for me that you just keep going with it that's awesome that's awesome why well, we love you running the detail on the car and we we greatly appreciate your support and everything that you do to uh, help push the word, I what you do on social media, and man, I can't thank you enough. Just you know, helping get get out to that market because you know I can only do so much for the Honda market, and having you being an ambassador for us on the Subaru side, I greatly appreciate it. And it, it's now yeah, not going to stop. I mean, as long as McCloud's keep making a good thing, I'm not going to say anything bad about it. Not with the grim speed. <laughs> oh, and the arrow is right on. <laughs> and you guys uh, manufacture all these components in-house down here in Southern California. Talk to me a little bit about the, uh, how they're put together. Yeah, absolutely. So our domestic line, like all of our V8 stuff is all made in-house. Our machine shop for our flywheel is uh, about uh, less than an hour down from where we're at. Uh, our import line, all the discs and all that stuff is put together in the United States. And then uh, they come here to our facility in Anaheim. We inspect everything, put them in boxes and make sure, you know, all of our customers are about to be happy. But cool. uh, yeah, typically everything is made in the United States, and that's how we've been since 1971. And is uh, so you said you're at one of the large distributors now. Typically, is there a website the best place for people to get your products? Is there? Are you have an Amazon store? Do you uh, are you now in big like uh, wholesale distributors? Where's the best place for people to find your product? Yeah. So we with us, our tenure of being around with. Uh, yeah, you know, like I said, for over 46 years, we have all the key distributors like ATEC, which is Summit, business-to-business uh, -business side. We have uh, JEGS. Basically, we have all the big distributors carrying our products, stocking, Turn 14 even, Motivicity, guys like that. Um, as far as Amazon goes, we don't sell to Amazon, and we also don't compete with our dealers. So if, uh, you know, somebody wanted to call in and had questions about a Subaru clutch, and 100% uh, chance they're going to end up talking to me. Um, and they ask, how much is it? I'll give them our price. And 100% of the time, it's going to be more than it would be at any of our dealers. So we like having you save money. I'm not going to take advantage of anybody. We prefer that you go to our dealer and, or any dealers in our dealer network and pick up a clutch. 
Okay, and I'm, I'm I'm taking a look at your website right now, and I see that it looks like there's a tab for a dealer tab. So is that something you can people can go to your website and click the dealer tab and put in their zip code or something? Hundred percent. Our dealer locator is up to date. You just go there and uh, type in your zip code or however you want to search it up, and you know choose a dealer of your choice. Uh, a lot of the domestic, even the domestic companies, they'll 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 be able to order our the import line for or the Tuna Series line for anybody. So. Don't be afraid to call them or call anybody or, you know, like I said earlier, uh, Rally Sport Direct is one of our, our new dealers and they're really happy to take on our product. So it, it's really cool to work with someone that's got roots in Rally and Subaru. Awesome. Yeah, they're one of our favorite uh, go-to distributors for sure. Do you guys do any kind of grassroots sponsorship? We, we welcome anybody to send in a sponsorship proposal, uh, especially, you know, like I said, we have me and the time attack thing. We have Jimmy helping us with the across the world to get to know there's so many little different niche motorsports uh genres out there that we need to know all of them and if we can get a representative in in every single one or multiple then you know we'll be happy to do so awesome awesome so people just go to your website and uh, hit the contact button and uh send an email with some information about what they're involved in yep. And what their car is and maybe what their social media kind of stats are or something like that and give you an idea of what they're yep. exactly exactly that's exactly what they do very cool very cool sure. is there any cool products you guys have been doing some r d on or are you guys working on um as far as the import side of things we have we're really excited to announce um so one of the things that we have been going to a lot this last year were import drag races because on the West Coast, it may not be as strong as it is on the East Coast. On the East Coast, man, the stands are packed, you know. And the K and the B Series stuff is still very much popular on that side. So we're working on a twin disc. We're, we're, we're darn near completion on it. It's going to hold more power than any of the other clutches on the market. And it's going to have a pedal feel that'll feel like, uh, like a stock, I don't know, 2.5 RS. So we're really excited about that kind of a product. We're, we've always been known to have soft pedal feels. We'd rather have a easy, engaging, very suitable clutch that holds a lot of power as opposed to a light switch that uh, will last, I don't know, you know, 4,000 miles. That's not what we're about. So uh, for the B and the K series, that's something we're really excited to, to introduce. And then uh, the 15 and up WRX clutch, very excited to introduce that. And as, as other projects go, you might be seeing some stuff for like the Focus RS coming out pretty soon. Awesome. Ooh. So what other products do you guys have other than clutches? I, I see that you guys have a lot of driveline products. What are some of the, some of the other kind of products you guys are, are developing? Yeah, definitely. We have uh, hydraulic throw bearings. We've been known to do those for, you know, Muncie transmissions, T56s, uh, things of that nature. And we are, um, we, we developed a CB009 hydraulic throw bearing. So, Throw bearings are something that we like doing. We we do bell housings for uh, LS cars and mod motor fours like Coyotes. We have bell housings for those um, and flywheels. We do flywheels. We have a chromoly flywheel for Subarus that are super trick looking. They have this like cool heat pattern that we cut into them, and uh, they're like a really nice lightweight chromoly, light but strong. And that's that's one thing that I'm really excited about too is uh, our flywheel line. But um, yeah, for the import side of things, we're still kind of growing. You know, we want to cover the basics with, like I said, the Bug Eye WRX, the 04 and up STI, 
Uh, we even have, you know, your, your standard 2.5 RX stuff. Um, but we wanted to grow. We wanted to see what was in demand. And then from there, we'll grow. So, you know, if we have Rally Sport Direct telling us, hey, our customers demand a clutch line, you know, when they do clutch jobs, hey, we're on it. We'll do it. We'll do whatever it takes to make, to, to cover any demand that we see or that we get told in the market. Because that's how we've survived 46 years and we intend on doing so for yeah. many years to come. Well, it sounds like you guys basically develop anything around all the accessory components around the clutch too. So you guys are kind of like slowly exp expand out from that clutch around the bell housing and all the accessory components like the throw up bearing and things like that. Yeah. Pretty cool. Yep, exactly. Oh, hey, quick question. <laughs> What's up? What yep. do you know how we ended up with the clover for the logo? Okay, so that's a club and I hate to be that guy. All right, yep. here's a funny story about McLeod. So the founder, his name is Red Roberts. He founded McLeod in uh, 1971 at a Midway City little town here in Southern California. And uh, he didn't want to have his name tied to the, to the business. So he took a phone book, he opened it up and then put his finger on a random name and it was McLeod. Uh, I don't, I don't know who the first name was, but I guess wow. he had, he had something for a girl in high school and she had the last name McLeod, right? So he was like, all right, you know what? That's it. I'm picking McLeod. So he picked McLeod as a name. So it was McLeod Industries from 1971 and on. But the uh, club came about because he loved playing cards and I, I'm not much of a card guy, but apparently a club is a good thing. So he selected the club as our logo. All right. I would have never guessed that in a million years. Exactly. It gets everybody every time. That's a cool story, though. What a cool, yeah, what a great little story. And was he always in Southern California? Yeah, absolutely. Um, we started in Midway City, moved to Anaheim, Placentia, and now we're back in Anaheim. So brand new state-of-the-art facility. I encourage you guys, you know, Luke, if you're ever down here in Southern California, you come on by, man. And yeah, Jimmy, absolutely. too. I mean, you're, you're more than welcome as well. Yeah. <laughs> absolutely, I will. Definitely. I'll be down there for one of these races coming up. Yeah, exactly. Yep. stop on by we'll have some lunch and uh take you for a tour and make you build a clutch hell yeah i'd love it make you build a clutch luke <laughs> put me to work i don't exactly. think he's kidding i'm pretty sure i saw him do that on wheeler dealer yeah exactly we, we put him right to work so <laughs> i'm not i'm not we're not scared <laughs> so so what was the wheeler dealer episode i didn't catch it give me a, give me the lowdown oh yeah the clip notes version on wheeler dealers uh they had a viper truck come in and uh you know how well versed we are with the v8 market we actually make a viper truck clutch not many manufacturers do so we had our machine shop turn a flywheel out for us and then uh we had mr brewer come on out and uh we had we had him put together a cook we had him riveting the disc which was so cool to see you know this tv personality getting his hands dirty riveting a disc on our like 50 year old riveter um and then we had to put together the clutch right there on camera and it was, it was the coolest thing ever and he enjoyed it awesome what year was that the the viber truck what no or what the, year was it uh the when they shot that how long ago was that you guys did that oh that was like last august last okay. august cool yeah i remember seeing so. that one and then when the moment i saw that i was like whoa send joe a text I was like, hey, I just saw yeah, you on TV. Exactly. I remember. <laughs> I remember that text message for sure. Any other oh. questions? Should we wrap it up? Let Joe get back to his dinner? Yeah, I'm so sorry <laughs> that we're interrupting dinner. 
No, hey, dude, it's all good. It's all good. I know what's friends and uh, they're eating while I'm uh, talking, and I, I'd rather talk than eat. So I'm really glad that you guys uh, had me on. I, I again, 100% greatly appreciate the opportunity to come talk clutches and talk a little bit about my life. And uh, you know, can't wait to see more uh, Super Only podcast episodes out there. Awesome, Joe. Thank you so much. I mean, from uh, from RC cars to Time Attack. The Subaru clutches <laughs> definitely been enjoyed yeah. talking to you. I really appreciate it. And one last time, right. what's the website for everybody to check it out before they, before you sign off? Yeah, definitely come on down to www.mcleodracing.com or uh, you know visit us on Instagram or Facebook. Uh, send us a DM anytime. I'm I'm up you know late hours of the day responding to DMs. It's part of my job. I love it, and uh, I'd be happy to hear from any any of you listeners on the Super Only podcast and. Um, anybody that follows Luke and that follows Jimmy and Rod Knock Racing, of course. So, and again, thank you guys. Awesome. Joe, thank you so much, man. Have a good night with your family. Appreciate it. Hey, thank you guys. You guys enjoy, and I'll talk to you guys soon. Also, just want to real quick McLeod is spelled M C L E O D, not like a cloud, like that's in the sky. M C L E O D. It's McLeo, duh. Yeah. McLeod. Pronounced McLeod. McLeod. I, you know what? He, I, I, again, like he said, I didn't know really what McLeod, Cloud, McLeod was just in general. Like I, I, I've heard of it before. I've seen it in drag races, but I didn't really like venture too far into it because they don't really, at the time, I, they didn't really venture too far into like our market, right, our community. And uh, so when I was trying to look for these clutches after I met Joe, I couldn't find them because Google didn't help me at all. <laughs> I was trying to spell McLeod, McLeod, spelling different ways of McLeod. And then finally, somehow Google just finally had some uh, mercy on me and said, all right, this is probably what you were looking for. We've had our laugh. Well, they've only had them, I guess, for four or five years for Subarus, right? That's what he said? Yeah. Yep. So very recent into the tuner market. But again, like I said earlier, I've got like my Miata has one of these clutches. My Subaru has one of these clutches. I got nothing but good things to say about these clutches. They don't slip. I've never, I haven't had one slip. Even when, like, and when I when I say that, you know how, like, when clutches get near the end of the, like, their lifespan, they start slipping a little bit, and that's kind of, like, how you know you need a new clutch? Yep. Yeah. The, the when you finally do feel that little slippage where you're like, okay, I should get a new clutch, you pull that thing out, and it is, like, half a mil, maybe, like, a quarter of a mil towards, like, the rivets. Like, you get the full life out of these clutches. Awesome. I, I think I actually, I was telling you before the podcast, we started, uh, I think I had one of these clutches in my 68 Camaro and I was making about four or 450 horsepower with that car back in the day. And, uh, the clutch held up just fine. It was, it was legit. So I'll so, definitely, yeah. I think I, I'm actually looking in the market for a clutch for my RSTI build. I'm doing this, uh, 98, uh, two door coupe that I'm doing the 2005 WX engine in. And this might be, uh, an option for that clutch. I'll probably have to reach out to Joe. Going to McLeod, M-C-L-E-O-D, racing.com, or like he said, various dealers, Rally Sport Direct, uh, Jags Summit, probably Rally Sport Direct since we're, you know, half of our listeners are probably on there right after their drive home trying to look for like a gasket for an oil pan or something because they just ordered their uh, Killer B oil pickup. Yep. And, uh, and what about that uh, air oil separator, that IG? That IG. You know what? I picked that thing up earlier because 
I was walking outside and I was like, oh, I'll, I'll let me pick this thing up. Cause you know, last week I was saying, this is a, it is, I, again, yeah, it's, it is exactly that big. And I put it right next to the Grim, the Grim Speed uh, air oil separator. And the Grim Speed air oil separator is a joke. I'm not trying to make this about that again, but that thing's a joke. Well, it's it's uh it's a little bit dated. It is not definitely it's definitely not keeping up with the competition, that's for sure. Yes, but that's a that was a conversation for last week. That's if you didn't awesome. check that out, that was episode two, air oil separators, in-depth talk. So McLeod, I'm pretty impressed with them. I mean, they've been around for a long ass time, and you know, basically a company that has developed all the R&D and all the research in-house for like decades and decades and decades and then finally jumps over to a new market. They're not reinventing the clutch material or the flywheels or the, you know, the material they're using for riveting or the clutch fingers. Like all that stuff is stuff, the same stuff that they've been using for decades and decades that they basically figured out and got all the kinks out of. And now they just developed, a, you know, a version of it for the import cars and the Subarus. Yeah, that's, and again, uh, yeah, I'm glad that they're picked picking up the import stuff for sure because i don't I, I maybe maybe some of these i know competition clutch there's all there's other companies out there that pick up a lot of more of the import stuff but um, i'm just glad that like at least for me local southern california company is picking up this entire market too because this market is huge huge donald trump huge massive i mean everybody's got like oh you have a Honda Civic, you're racing a Honda Civic. Let me just let's be honest. If you have a if you have a Subaru and it's an Impreza, any trim level up, you're racing it at one point or another. So you need you need a good, reliable performance clutch. Yep. And like Joe kind of alluded to at one point there in that podcast, yeah, this is one of those things where you don't want to have to swap it out for one that failed. <laughs> it's you want to buy something that's high quality. Do not buy an eBay special or a China, China made special for your clutch. Yeah, no eBay specials, no China specials, no AliExpress specials. No, no. It's, and you know what? I actually just saw one of those AliExpress uh, car parts. That that's a sketchy underworld. Uh, so they're selling all kinds of stuff, and stuff that's like for your safety is the stuff that's sketchy, like the caliber six piston calibers for a, a fifth of the price that they normally cost. So, Joe just texted me and he said, "I hope I didn't choke." thank you guys so, so much. And I was like, yeah, no, it was awesome, man. I, I, I that was killer for us. And we, uh, we enjoyed having him on. No, it was great. And uh, I said, I, I said, I hope you had fun too. And he said, I had a blast. Also got to impress the girl I'm trying to win over. So thank you for that. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, babe. I got to go do a podcast real fast. Let me uh, get back to you here. Drink this drink. I got to, yeah, I got to do an interview real quick. It shouldn't take too long. I loved it because I, I, I loved the, uh, the RC cars as a kid because that's actually what I was into. I was into RC cars too, and I didn't do as much as he was doing it. And I kind of wanted to go down on tangent on that, and I resisted because I didn't want to get people who weren't geeking out on the RC car scene as much as I was inside uh, <laughs> to sign off. But um, that seems a whole, like, that's a whole subculture, the RC car scene, and all the tracks they have and the indoor tracks and how fast these cars go and all the fucking – competition that shit you bust out your little fly tackle box with all your parts and that little fly tackle box and your little picnic table and you bust out your corner of the picnic table and you fucking 
got your chargers going, you got the fucking, you know, all the little needles, oh. ass little tools. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's, you know what? When I started um, uh, the same way when I was nine years old, or not nine years old, I think I was like seven years old. My dad was, me and my dad went down to this like breakfast place and they started racing RC cars and in the hobby shop next door, right out in the parking lot. And I was like, what is this? Right? Got super involved. Yeah, no, I, yeah, you graduate, from, I think, from like Hot Wheels to RC cars. I think that is a natural progression for us. And then into like the real cars. Cause like, yeah, I remember that every Sunday I was every Sunday at 1030 whipped out the picnic table, had the little, the little tray that spun, right. So you could get all the angles. You could spin the little RC. I had a triple, uh, team low seat, triple XS, uh, touring car. <laughs> always had a, like an Alfa Romeo body or one or whatever. I always had the, the, the sticky, the sticky stuff on for the tires that, uh, the dragon paste or whatever that is. Yeah, I could totally geek out with that too. I'm gonna stop right there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So he grew up with this thing. He grew up with it in his blood. Pretty cool that he ended up here. Then he became a service tech and then got his made his way over to uh, an aftermarket company like McLeod. Pretty awesome. That is living the dream. And he's racing racing cars under McLeod. That is pretty cool. It is pretty cool. I was not familiar with that uh series he's racing in. I guess that's basically a, a Honda spec series is that basically kind of so so the vtech series is now i don't know the exact rules to it the uh, the one that i was racing the miata in is called broadster cup so if it's similar to that then i have details if it's not i'm blown i'm just making things up right now but uh so what it is is that you have like the specific honda motors like he was saying the different motors so like an s2000 doesn't run like with him right those are two separate classes because unless you are heavily modified and or this you are the stig you're probably not going to keep up with one of those eg hatches with an s2000 because those s2000 just are far and above in a different class right yeah. so they have different uh classes for all of the cars and uh yeah it's a point series that goes around uh, a pointed series through extreme speed track events that goes around southern california it's like he, like he said goes to chuck wallow button willow Willow Springs. I don't know if they go to Big Willow or not, but uh, Willow Springs. I they in the past. I think they've gone to Fontana at the in the indoor or the infield track. But it goes all over Southern California. It's they're actually really fun little grassroots series. I mean, if you have one of those cars, whether it be a Subaru, a Miata, I mean, you could definitely look up one of these uh, one of these series. Hopefully, around you, they are great. A great way to get your foot in the door, whether with with racing getting in the environment getting in the uh the whole atmosphere of everything meeting people yeah great way to get involved is to do it how much does it typically cost to, to, to go to one of these events uh so uh a normal track day if you go through extreme speed can vary depending on the track because like i think big willow sometimes like without going with the club i think costs around 130 100 and, $120, something like that. If you go with like a VTech club or like some sort of pointed event series that's associated with the uh, the entire overall like track event planners, I guess, uh, it could be, depend again, depending on track, anywhere between like $70 to $110. So reasonably priced for, I think it's five 20-minute five, uh, sessions on one of these courses 
So decent amount of driving time too. Yep. And can you just, what kind of tires do you need to have? I mean, let's say you had, what's the bare minimum for the people out there who are just trying to get into it? Cause that's probably what we're talking to, who we're talking to right now. Who aren't familiar with so, it. If you're trying to just like just got into it, and also they have one of these series at least in Southern California, it's called the uh, Subi. I think they're called Subi Challenge series. So relatable to what we're talking about this whole podcast. Um, I don't know if it's through Extreme Speed Track events or if it's through one of them, but I mean, you know, it's Subaru again, Subaru specific. There's modificate like bare bones stock to open mod, and then everything in between. It has like a class, right? I think there's like five. Um, bare bones tires you can probably go out and not do bad with like a 300 tread treadwear tire whether that be like a continental dw extreme contact or something of the like like a like a good daily driver kind of tire isn't actually going to be too horrible if you wanted like a a cheap a cheap budget tire that is going to get you ridiculous amounts of grip for a okay amount of time eventually they'll they'll like glass over and then it'll be kind of icy but uh federal rsrrs are stupid cheap and they're really really good for track events or even just canyon runs like i've got my white car my my sti i think it runs 265 35 18s is the uh, tire size for that in federal rsrrs i could pick up for about 400 and twenty dollars for a set of four set of four mounted balanced wow so we're talking like 99 bucks a pop yeah and that's ridiculous for a tire that size yeah for my miata i have a 205 which is really popular uh size tire for most racing uh, especially like grassroots racing uh it is a 205 50 15 and i could pick up rsrr's mounted balance for about 300 and i think no 300 flat so RSRRs are definitely the way to go. If you wanted to go uh, a little bit more because you have a couple more dollars to spend on tires, uh, BF Goodrich Rivals, or it might be GeForce Ones. I think they're Rivals. Those are really good. They say 200, and that's really in quotes. That It probably should be like a 120. But that thing, yeah, that grips, and it doesn't know when to stop gripping. Those are really good tires. And then, obviously, after that, you go into, like, Nittos and Hoosiers and, you know, the uh, hardcore tires that are going to cost you two grand a bra for. Yeah. At the end of the day, I'm thinking if you got an interest in getting out there and doing some kind of motorsports events, um, I wouldn't even worry about the tires really, because it's really more about getting familiar with what the track layout is and how you get into the gates and how you go through tech inspection and how you get onto the track and go through the driver's meeting and yeah. get an idea of what the frick you're doing out there. Um, and then on the second and third and fourth and consecutive events, start thinking about investing in tires and all these things are going to help you improve your times. But I don't know. Yeah. I'm thinking seat time's everything and seat time can be on any crappy ass tires. You got your fucking grandma's snow tires. Yep. It's the seat time is the most important thing on the planet. I've had people come up to me and ask me about like, I don't know for like say for rally cross, just because, you know, I've got a lot of experience in that people have come up with brand new like Ford Focus RSs and those things are like when they were brand new were like 40 50 grand cuz of markup and then they went to like all of the little like driving schools around the country Dirtfish O'Neills the Rally Ready all those and they spent like upwards of probably $60,000 to run local rallycross 
which didn't make any sense to me, but I'm not going to tell you what to do with your money, right? And uh, it was really, it was funny trying to explain to somebody how sitting in a car for hours and hours and weeks and weeks and months and months and years and years, sitting on dirt roads trying to learn my one car can be faster than a Ford Focus RS. So seat time definitely is the most important thing. Whether it be, t- yeah, yeah, you can have snow tires. You can have those Continental DW Extreme Contact tires. I mean, seat time, learning your car, learning the limits, learning your limits, learning the track. If there's an actual laid out track, most important thing you can do. Yep. Learning how the weight shifts in the car, learning if you get some kind of understeer or oversteer. That's the other thing. Like you may end up ending up investing in a bunch of tire stuff and you didn't have your suspension set up right at all either it's kind of it's almost easier to well maybe not easier but it's it's certainly a logical uh incremental pro, uh way of going about it is to like not buy the expensive tires first actually to sort out your suspension get everything balanced really nicely and then drop the nice sticky tires on at the end i actually would disagree with you on that i would go the opposite I'd get some, like, not obviously I'm not going and spending getting Hoosiers on like a car that's got stock suspension, but like if you find like those Federals and then you can kind of get comfortable with the Federals on whatever car you're running. Yeah. Then once you get comfortable with that, then change a sway bar, then change coilovers, then like step up and kind of graduate from point to point to point and do all of that, literally all of that before you even touch an airbox or anything power wise. Cause if you can't drive a slow car fast, you are not driving a fast car fast. General rule, okay? Yep. yep. But that's a good approach too. I agree with it. Which you're talking to a kid that is running successfully running uh, a green 97 uh 2.2 Impreza on complete blown Monroe OEM aftermarket replacement suspension. <laughs> that's been for 2 years now going on 3 and it's been working out pretty good so tires are kind of key (laughs) well they're key for being competitive Uh, i wasn't really talking about being competitive gotcha yeah talking about getting your seat time definitely yeah money before you get your seat time yeah but the minute you want to start being competitive tires are going to be one of the biggest difference makers and they're probably the best thing to invest in if you really want to start being competitive yeah it's well man that's a different podcast that's what, that's going to be in a couple of weeks. And I think we talk about that kind of stuff. We, Cause you can really get in depth with what you can do for that. There's a, there's a never ending chase in that, in that realm of stuff. Oh yeah. Like in all things automotive. In it's, I, like, I definitely had to get out of racing that Miata because of that. Cause it was just never ending. It was like, Oh yeah, you got this settled out. Now you got to fix this, do this thing. And then you got to do this thing. And then you got to do this thing. And then you got to get this seat and then you got to get this harness. And then you got this, Oh man, never ending. Well, we're tangenting here. Should we uh, wrap it back up with a McLeod and uh, wrap this podcast up since it's kind of uh, supposed to be on McLeod and clutches. Right. Yeah. So McLeod clutches. If, uh, you're looking for clutches to pick up or you're driving home right now and you just took off from that light on Copper Hill and you're going up uh, past Rye Canyon and you're thinking to yourself, wow, that, I just kind of gave it some gas and it, it didn't really go. Once you finally get home, whether it be on your own power or AAA, go on to mcleodracing.com, M-C-L-E-O-D, racing.com, look up one of their clutches, 
you're not going to be sorry. And that's speaking from experience. That's not me trying to plug or anything. Yep. They're, uh, they have, when I pull up like, uh, 2000, let's see my 1998, uh, Subaru Impreza with a 2.5 liter five speed manual. There's four options that come up. They range from about 410 bucks to about 460 bucks. Yeah. And that comes with the pressure plate, the clutch, uh, most everything you're going to need to just to replace it. Yep. The pressure plate and the friction disc, that's basically your whole clutch assembly. They'll probably come with a little uh, alignment tool. Almost all clutch pack kits come with that. And uh, for 400 bucks, you have yourself a high quality clutch. You can get the one you need per your horsepower level. And these guys have been doing this thing for 40 or plus years. You know, they've been, they manufacture all the parts and assemble the parts in the U S they have an uh, actual tech line with people that are, like not only uh available but like you know excited not excited i would say more like uh you know enthusiastic about fielding all their calls you know i mean i think they're genuinely one of those companies that like people call up and and help help them work through work through their problems yeah they definitely would uh encourage you calling mccloudracing.com trust trust a name that has been in drag racing and handles cars that move with uh the grenades of 12,000 horsepower. They can handle that. They can handle the Subarus. Yeah, they got a clutch that can be good for 1,000 horsepower. I was talking about top field drag racing. But (laughs) (laughs) they can handle top field drag racing. They can handle almost anything we're going to throw at them. So, Joe, uh, if you're out there listening to this podcast, thanks so much for coming on and representing McLeod. We really appreciate it. The Subaru community really appreciates it. Um, it's good to see McLeod getting into the import scene. It's great to see you guys have some products for us. Uh, it's great to see you guys have a distributor with Rally Sport Direct. Uh, and looking forward to seeing you on the track. We're going to be out there at all these different events and hopefully we'll catch you guys out there at one of these events. And I'll probably be buying one of your McLeod clutches for my 98 Impreza here. And I know Jimmy runs your clutches and he will be for many, many years to come. So thank you so much for joining our podcast and we hope you'll join us next time. This is a Subaru only podcast. We're available on all the audio platforms. We're available on the Apple iTunes podcasts. We're available on Pocket Casts. We're working to get on SoundCloud and we should be on the Google Play Store soon. So make sure you share this podcast with your friends and other Subaru enthusiasts in the Subaru community because that's definitely the number one way this show will grow. Thank you so much for listening, guys. Catch you next time. Keep an eye on that oil and wave to the NA, guys.